What's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Bourbon with a Friend Season Trace. We're here, ready to drink some whiskey. Hope everyone had a fantastic weekend. Um, I know I did, even though this is in the future, and I don't know if I actually had a good weekend. Maybe I didn't. Um, I'm here with my existence. I'm speaking it into existence as I'm doing everything in 2023. Um, I'm here with my co-host, Paul. Paul, what's going on? How's it going, man? Howdy to you. Um, And today we're going to be trying some new whiskey, Um, kind of more from my area, from the Virginia, D.C. area. So I feel like it's a little bit a little bit closer to me than usual than what we usually get. You're going to claim it. I might claim it. I might claim this as the Connor region, not the Paul region. Um, Today we have uh, Sid Delory from Filibuster Distillery. Uh, He's the CEO of Filibuster Distillery, and we're going to drink some whiskey. We're going to talk. Uh, we're going to talk some whiskey. So, Sid, uh, first of all, sorry if I butchered last, your last name. I wasn't really listening when you said it to Paul. Second, thank you for joining the show. Yeah, as Paul said, his name has been butchered. Uh, so we, you were very, you were almost right. So you know, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't uh, butcher it at all. So I'm, I'm happy that you, you first thing went right. My name actually was spelled exactly the way it should be. Hey, I'm, I'm, I listen, I, I, I barely know how to read, Connor, so I'm not messing up. <laughs> yeah. It just shows that we already had a little whiskey in our system so we can pronounce anything what we want now. Oh, I can, <laughs> I can say some really crazy stuff once we start drinking. So that's, that's no problem. Sid, uh, really excited to have you on. Uh, you know, we, when we were kind of doing some back, you know, background on, on you guys, first of all, I want to give kudos on one thing. You guys have one of the nicest websites of any brand I have seen so far. So there's that. Um, it's your, your story is really cool. Forbes actually highlighted, uh, your, you and your brand, uh, you know, you're, you're a first generation immigrant to the United States. You've only been here. You haven't even been here for 30 years, right? Like what? 20, no, a little over 20 years. No, 14 years, uh, 14, 14 yeah, years 14 and years. some days will be 15 years, uh, in this July. So June, sorry, what? June 4th. So let's start at the beginning. What in the hell made someone who migrated over here from India decide to, pick up one of the most ruthless, hard to get into. You have no clue if you're going to make it industries in the United States. Um, yeah, let me, let me just start off with the background, how it happened, what it happens. First of all, when an immigrant comes into the country, uh, their first and the foremost thing is how to put bread on the plate. So mm-hmm. yep. the easiest and the most uh, comfortable job is a retail job. Uh, I tried in a gas station. Uh, that was good. Then I landed in a liquor store. Uh, when I landed in a liquor store, that's where it all all started off. Uh, I, I'm not afraid and shame of saying that uh, I was about 15 or 16 years ago. My my I had a good whiskey palate because I come from <clears throat> India and uh, and for us we grew up drinking black label and red labels and topping up mm-hmm. with water whenever we can so that my dad doesn't know about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, so this is, we, I have done all that. So, but for us, it was over there, it was a whiskey or white. That's it. Didn't, didn't have the whole idea of there is a rum existence in this world. There is, a, you know, like bourbon, scotch, Amazing. this all, there was nothing, you know, it was just, Brown spirit means scotch, and that's it. Um, hmm. So when I landed here, 
uh, as I said, I, I'm, a, I'm an IT graduate, but never got a job or never. I mean, at that time it was a recession. So I right. got a job. So started working in a liquor store. And when you work in a liquor store, that's where, when I get it, uh, explored towards this big, beautiful world of spirits. Uh, you know, like, uh, that was just eye opener and, um, the, the, the people who I was working with, uh, absolutely knowledgeable who know in and out of the industry, you know, like they, they, they explained me from where and how it goes. So, and then, then I bought, then our, with a, with a family help, we bought a liquor store. My father bought a liquor store and, um, I started working there as, because, and I got an IT job at that time. And I was helping my dad because I, I had some idea now behind me that how it works. And, uh, that's it. That's, that's how it started off. You know, then I became a wine buyer for the store. Spirits buyer tried anything and everything in the world because we built up this store from uh, from to where it can uh, you know support uh, two families or three families. Mm-hmm. So from there, what kicked the obviously there's your love, but what kicked the I want to do this and make my own because you're a self taught distiller. You know, obviously, you know, you don't have a background or I don't know. Like nobody took you under their wing or anything like that either. Like you just kind of taught yourself how to how to how to do that. Obviously, you're a very smart person because of your degree. So it's not like it's not something that you can't learn, but it's something that's very rare in the industry today. All right, so let me give you a little background on so. When we were working in a liquor store, my brother also joined me. So we, we were all gathered on that. So mm-hmm. my brother and me um, kind of, you know, we're thinking like, all right, we're one of those Indians who come here, have a one liquor store. And then the, the next thing is to go to another liquor store and you keep building on that and you build a chain and then you retire. We didn't ha- want to do that because... Uh, we had a passion for a brown spirit. We build up that passion, you know. I mean, obviously, I was not born in in an, in a bourbon world, so I w- I couldn't say that I I had a passion when I was born, and you know, I was drinking bourbon when I was a year. But when I came into <coughs> the this liquor world, uh, the most fascinated thing was was bourbon because it really resonate our palate, a little sweetness mm-hmm. because we what we we get off on it. Um, so how it, it started off is, um, can you see that barrel right on top? Uh, maybe, maybe not. So that was our first barrel um, when we first started off. Uh, so we took this uh, a five liter barrel and blended up a couple of moonshines and, and you know, like uh, just put everything into it open-handedly. There was no, no art and science right. behind it. It was just like, randomly whatever we're getting it we're putting it in a two or three different barrels we did our own concussions you know put a gingers and put some uh, spice in it i don't remember exactly now what we did but um and we did all this and it was just i opened it after three months we opened up a barrel it, white turned into brown and brown had a little of the notes which we were we were getting into it you know we all know that moonshine comes white, but when you see it for the first time, putting in something in white and comes out brown, that's just mm-hmm. like, oh, wow. You know, like, what is it? So that's when we both decided that we need to, uh, you know, I mean, we we want to do this now. This is definitely we want to do something like that. Um, so just to tell you a little journey 
then uh, our first from a liquor store, our first battle pick was from Four Roses, Jim Ruttleberg. Mm. Uh, okay, Jim Rutledge. So he, Jim Rutledge, sorry. So we went out, and I was, that was the first time I hold a thief in my hand. <laughs> I didn't know how to really get the the whiskey out of the barrel. I, I was under an impression that the whole barrel would be turned. I have to put my glass in. So <laughs> it, was, it was not like, so he bought a teeth. He told me, can you pull it out? I pulled up and went into the glass. And that just like, you know, like that thing just changed my whole perception that, you know, like this is what I want to do now in my life. It is pretty cool. The first time you thief whiskey from a barrel, like I remember last, last, uh, Last February, Paul and I did our barrel pick down at um, Green River and going into the distillery or going into the Rick house, it's cold. Like we were all freezing that day and there's just barrels on the, on the ground. And, you know, you, you take, you, you take the uh, stoppers out and you thieve whiskey right from the barrel and there's still little particles in the glass. It's, it's a very, um, it's a, it's a very like almost like euphoric experience like yeah you know especially the first time you do it so i understand yeah. when you were like describing that feeling i i i was i was really like um imagining my first time doing it as well and brings back good memories I'll tell you that yeah, much I mean, it's uh, you know it's, you guys are in this business you know so you are you kind of now i was not so for me that was the kind of first time I even saw a barrel, you know, like a physical barrel or like what the barrel really looks like. So, um, so he probably kind of, you know, like he's, he was the one who really bought me or fascinated me to get into this industry. Um, and, and, um, you know, so I said, I want to do my own blending and everything from there. I went into MGP to buy some barrels and then we started blending that went very good. Um, then we moved into this warehouse in Virginia because uh, earlier we were we were getting our bottling and blending done by a third party because you know didn't have uh, for us everything was pay as you go so mm-hmm. you 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 bought one barrel out of that barrel you want to make a living buy five barrels from sell five barrels get a ten barrels ten sell ten barrels get twenty barrels and so that was the whole thing you know like we we are we were self-funded and uh, we have to be very careful that we didn't have any background on this one so we wanted to make sure that it's a barrel by barrel it was not uh you know it's not pile of money by money you know like you have a hundred thousand go spend that and then do something no it was buy a barrel see what happens with this barrel buy some of that babe that was the case here here's 150 grand just go do whatever I still wish that that could happen now. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> did did the Powerball wasn't the Powerball up again to like over a billion dollars? Yeah, I, I don't feel that lucky that I can go get a Powerball and and win it. So I'm trying to just work hard. Hey, I'm just saying, you know, that's you what everyone else thinks. Play. Uh, exactly. No, actually, I've never um, bought a Powerball. I don't know why. I should go probably today. Probably, you know, I don't know. It's it's up there. I know it's a big. Uh, maybe you He's should go do today. Tomorrow said, "Yeah, mm-hmm. just give us like five percent. You'll be fine. Just for, for yeah. the idea, and that's all. Perfect. That's all I'm asking. Yeah, right. And then, and, in case and, then, and then fly us down, awesome. fly us down to the distillery, and let us taste some of your whiskey straight from the barrel. And that's all we ask. That you, that you can do it without if without winning. <laughs> That's what I like to hear. <laughs>
I love it. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's, uh, I'm, I'm, well, listen, I, listen, I'm, maybe it's the, uh, it's the fact that today was a long day, right? And I, so I was a little sick yesterday. I didn't have my voice, but I have my voice today. And, um, it's Are all I'm thinking is, today? I will know what Either I'm saying way. is I'm ready to drink, Sid. I'm ready to drink. So I think you said you were you were kind enough to send us three of your whiskeys. We have the straight bourbon, uh, dual cask finished in French oak. Uh, we have the uh, straight rye, dual cask finished in French oak, and then what I'm very excited for the uh, single barrel uh, wheat uh, straight wheat bourbon whiskey. Um, that's clocking in at 117 proof. So I'm thinking we walk through the three of these and, and see how they are. What do you think, Paul? Yeah, Perfect. let's do it. I sounds like a plan. You know, I have a legal. Which one you want to start with? Let's start uh, with the the bourbon. Uh, that's at least how bourbon. I think we should start. But whatever Sid thinks, it's his product. Bourbon, uh, a straight bourbon or a dual cask? It's a the dual, dual cask, cask that, yeah, straight bourbon whiskey. Called. All right, oh, let's yeah, do. Let's start there. And for those for those listening, this is at least I have my bottle is batch number sixty two, bottle number eleven thirty. It's 45% ABV, clocking in at 90 proof. Um, is there an age? Do you do you put an age statement on this? Yeah, oh, obviously this is you don't. A, this but... is a, you know, if, you, if you read in the back, it says three and four years old. So our oh, oldest so is four years, and there is a, a very slight bit of three years. Uh, we have to change this label because now we have almost everything four years old. Right. Um, so just on, on, uh, on that... Uh, sometime we have a little three years old. We like to put that because when we put into our French oak barrel, it's not four years. It's about three plus years and mm-hmm. we blend three. So that's why we write three and four years just to be uh, safer on that. Is this uh do you, uh, is non-chill filtered? Everything is non-chill filter. We do not okay. have a, a chill hair. Everything is a carbon filtration. We just run through a little small carbon um on this one so just to tell you about our dual cast bourbon it is um uh, it's a 70 con 20 rye and 10 percent malted barley this is not wheated um and what we do it uh we do a secondary aging on this one which is a french oak barrel so we just leave about close to 90 just less than 90 days you know we have been we have been uh um, working on it uh, for a while to come up with uh, with a little twist in our recipe. The reason why I'm, I'll tell you why we are tweaking our recipe a little bit is just because we have never won a double gold on this one. Okay. So do I, that, do it matter to us? Yes and no. Uh, what happens is that you know there is a benchmark which we have created ourselves that how people uh, like it. So. All our products have won double gold now, except our dual cast bourbon. So we started off with a 90 days of finishing, but now we're cutting down to close to about 35 to 60 days. We are are working between 35 and 60 days. Um, So just to get more vanilla and caramel and less of uh, a malolactation. Right. It's very... um bright i would say is is yeah. what first comes to mind with this it's 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 a lot of like uh like floral honey um i don't i don't really get a whole lot of uh a whole lot of like like dark oak or anything like that it's very 
what's jumping out to me first and foremost is how bright it is. How it's like, it reminds me of spring and like honey and like floral, almost like perfumey notes. Um, yeah, I almost with that, get, I almost get more like a, um, you know, like more like a tropical character because we use a little bit of a Chardonnay and a Cab blend on mm, this one, mm. so it just picks up a lot of that French uh, tropical characters out uh, of it. Very unusual of a bourbon. Um, you know, our single estate is a very typical to the point bourbon. You know, like it is just written bourbon all 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 over it. But this it's, one. I'm getting a lot of tobacco note. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a little, I'm like this actually has kind of that earthy tobacco flavor to me. I thought it was nutty, and then I was like, "That's not nutty. That's just <laughs> dumb, Paul. Don't don't say that. It doesn't. It's not nutty. You're an idiot. You know better than that." Uh, but it's got a very to me like, and I know what you're saying, but to me, and I think it's weird. Like I get, I get kind of like that spice, obviously, because it's a it's a high rye. But I'm getting I'm getting a lot of like tobacco notes, kind of like a little earthy tobacco in there, uh, which is very unique to me. It's got a a I'd say a medium finish that's kind of subtle because it's 90 proof, obviously. So you're not expecting a Kentucky hug, but it's it warms you like as it sits there. And I don't know if Connor, you're experiencing that, but like the longer like it kind of just sits there, the warmer I feel like right in, you know, right in your chesticles. Yeah, you're right. Actually, um, now I am getting a little, and it do it depends on the batch to batch as well. So this this batch, um, uh, we we actually used uh, Remy wine barrels, um, not Remy Remy. Well, I have uh, batch six. I have batch sixty one, and Connor has batch sixty two. So we don't have the same thing. I have sixty one. So we have the All same. Right, that's what I have. No, you have sixty two, right? Yeah. See, on mine, like. To me, a tobacco sweetness is is very distinct. Mine almost tastes like if you were to drizzle honey over like fluff or or marshmallow. It's kind of like it's it's very sweet and and just like like almost like a like a granulated sugar almost. Uh, but it's it's also mine also has a a fairly noticeable rye spice in like the middle of the palate and then the finish. Yeah, I would agree. It's like, it's like a short to medium. I'd say more along the lines of of closer to medium. Um, it's very, and this is, I know people hate when you say this, especially in the bourbon industry, but it's very smooth. It's, it's very yeah. like, it, I feel like this is the perfect proof for this specific whiskey. Yeah, um, that's what we, we tried it with 100 proof. <coughs> we tried it at 112. We tried it at 80 proof. Um, and then we finally settled down on 90 because, uh, because of the app. We are elevating the, you know, the bourbon come as a lot of vanilla and caramel, but then we were actually, I wouldn't say a downgrading, like we were blending up in a French oak. So French is a very tighter grain. It's a very softer uh, barrel compared to American oak. American oak is like us, you know, like Americans. We are very upfront. Porous. And fre- yeah. porous and rigid. Like French. Uh, no, I wouldn't say rigid, but we are like, like you know like a french personality yeah. is very tighter you know they will not open up we as an american sitting up next to the bar we'll just talk about everything in the world you know we'll talk about our wife girlfriend uh, so you know it's just a, it's personality i think so it's a right personality of an american and a french mm. american brings up a lot of lot of that 
big vanilla, a lot of caramel, and the French oak really brings up that a beautiful elegance on top. <coughs> yeah, it's a great way to put it. I, I would, I would, to be honest, any like strange, like American that I run into, they're usually pretty, um, not to not to be very, uh, they're they're not they're not nice. People that I run to into the bar, they're not very unless you get a few drinks in them. Because you live in the like, northeast, I buddy. I know I'm not very no, nice, but I, I, I don't know. I I I feel I like international. I feel like a Frenchman. I like. I feel like if I don't know, the French no. have good. Um, what do they I, have I, good? I, of? I think so. I I'm know. not talking about personality. I'm just saying, like as as an, as a normal personality, you know, like we are very. Uh, we are not very tighter. We are like we are very open, always, always ready to discuss something. Whereas, so, so that that was my. Uh, my I, I know, I know what you mean. I, I know what you mean. You got way I'm, off topic uh... there. <laughs> Connor right, just went off to topic. Open. Connor just what, what just flew off topic there. Yeah, I know. I'm ready to drink another one, Connor. So, like, get can we get back on track now? You good? Uh, Sid just Sid just disappeared. Sid disappeared. There he is. He's back. Um, yeah, Sid, what should phone, we go with next? Um, let's go uh, rye, and then we okay. can go on the single estate, because then single estate is 117. Oh. Uh, all right. Talk to us about this bad boy. So our rye is... Again, a 90 proof rye. Uh, we do, do the same thing. It's a it's a 90 rye, five uh, percent malt. Um, 95, sorry, 95 and five. So we we use five percent mm-hmm. rye and a five percent wheat in this one. Mm. No, sorry. Use malted barley, right? Malted barley, not wheat. So our four grain rye is a different one, which which is which is not put into it. So we don't we have a four grain rye as well, but. Uh, oh, I would like to try that very much. Yeah, we are. We only had a few barrels, and we uh, we, we sold out. Uh, so hopefully, next next three years we'll have some. How, and is there an age on this one too, or is yep, this one still like three four years. years? This is a four years okay. as well. So very typical. Just cin- cinnamon apple right off the bat on the nose for me. Cinnamon apple, like what batch do you have? Spot on, by the way, on that. Uh, I have batch 37. So do I. Bottle 74. This tastes like, what's that? What was that apple cereal? Uh, it smells like the apple cereal. Yeah, I, I, uh, I almost get an apple cereal as well. So, uh, so our rye was... is now very consistent. Um, as we said, the bourbon, uh, we are still trying ah, to work on it. that. But rye, you absolutely spot on. You, I almost get a cereal apple uh, to that. Ready? You should put this on your bottle, Sid. I, I'm telling you, this is exactly what this smells like. This is Apple Jacks. You guys ever had Apple Jacks before? This ta- this is an apple bomb, by the way. I'm yeah, getting so much apple, apple, apple on this. Jacks. All right. Mm. I, I, it smells really good. Smells really <laughs> I'm not gonna good. Lie. It smells really good. You should try it. It's this is very good. Um the, the the rye spice doesn't overpower you. I think that's I, this is where I think the French oak barrels are really starting to come into play with this rye. Like you're really starting to get the character because it really softens any of that kind of rye, like hard rye spice. And I think that's why you're also getting a lot more of your crisp apple note on this instead of your typical like baking spice. Yeah, it, so- I mean 
this this is an apple bomb to a T. So a rye starts off with a lot of other rye starts off with the minty uh, and dill and pickle. This doesn't start off that that spice and pickle. It starts off with a little hint of sweetness, like as Connor said, little apple and um, little apple comes in. But as you as you <coughs> try to figure out what is this, the, the it really kicks in. The spice kicks in. So it's it's like you get all the back end of a spice notes on on the back. So it's it's a very, I'm very proud of our guys of making this rye. You know, it's definitely a super awesome, awesome rye. Yeah, it's almost like um, the rye is present throughout the entire um, the entire experience, but it's never sharp. It's always it's just rounded. Yeah, like it's it's rounded and it's going around these other notes of apple, bright fruit. Uh, I get a, I get cinnamon on here uh, yeah. throughout the palate as well. It's it's a really balanced rye, and uh, to Paul's point, I think that's where the French oak comes in, where it's taking that sharp rye spice because a ninety percent rye, you would imagine that dill comes through. That rye spice is just kind of like punching you in the face, mm-hmm. but I think that French oak um, is 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 rounding it softens off those. it a lot. Yeah, yeah. It, it it's just a very because we use a hundred percent local Virginia uh, rye first of all, um, and we use eighteen months air dried barrels on this one, uh, and then uh, what we uh, else we do differently is our uh, you know our uh, when we do our mashing we do a little differently, we do not use um, a lot of upfront enzymes in it. We use uh, a lot of barley to play around with that, you know, though it's only like a very 5% of barley in it, but, uh, but that, that just plays up beautifully. That, that is just a, like a spot on rye. Very, it's a very good, like beginner rye as well. This really shows you what a rye is capable of, but it doesn't go to the, like, this isn't a 95.5 MGP rye, you know, this is a, this is a, this is rye, but it also is like, um, it would be attractive to someone who's never had a rye before. So you can show them, you know, what you can expect from a rye whiskey, but also, you know, to kind of soften the blow of that rye spice. This, this is a, uh, yep. I can see why this was a, was a winner. This was a winner at San Francisco spirit awards. This is a uh, yep. very good. That's why, that's why it, it won a double gold. Um, he is, he's just calling me. Can I, can I just go for a couple of minutes? Might have yep, go for it. Yeah. One second. Yeah, Paul and I can just talk. So, I don't know if you heard, but cinnamon crunchy apple jacks. Do what? Huh? Okay, so what What he was trying to, like, re- remember was cinnamon crunchy apple jacks. Yeah, apple mm-hmm. jacks, a cereal. A cereal, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what this smells and kind of tastes like, too. Uh-huh. I, I really like that rye. Yeah, it's good. Real good. All right. That was fast. Uh, I, he, just when he's changing the hose, he just wanted me to just turn off one thing so that he can uh, he can churn it. So it was, all right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give us five seconds and jump back in, all right? All right. Five, four, three, two, one. We're back. Uh, yeah, we're back. Sid had to go uh, jump and help somebody real quick. So we we took a little, I think it was only like a minute and 30 second break. So that's fine. 
Uh, I think we need to jump to the last one, which is the one I think Connor and I are the most excited about. This is the single estate weeded bourbon. It is 117 proof single barrel. It is aged four years and two months. It has got corn, rye, barley, and wheat. So it is technically a four grain, which four grain whiskey. Oh, this is, a, this is a pick from Maria's Whiskey Club. Yes. Shout out Maria's this, Whiskey Club. And this, this, a four grain just is like dirty talk to me. I love four grain whiskey. Uh, it is uh, 117 proof, but on the it was barreled at 120 proof, so you proofed it down a little. So, question: Why did you proof it down just, you know, we, that small amount? I mean, we're talking about 3.9 percent. We didn't proof it down. So when we run through, when you opened up a barrel, um, that and when you run through a filtration, you lose something. Oh and wait then, a minute! Well, it was barreled. I'm an idiot. I know it. I I it wasn't stupid me distilled at. Not not bottled. I'm an idiot. Thank you. Sorry. I I was just so excited to try it. I forgot how to read. It's fine. No, it's all good. Um, so that's why. I mean, uh, if you if you look at the transparency, we we actually exactly write where the grain comes from, what the water source is, mm-hmm. uh, what's the barrel type, uh, barrel number, and uh, you know, it's bar- who has barreled it. So everything is very super transparent. As 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 we always like to keep everything very transparent, we have never never uh, never been shy of who we are, who we are, and why we are. Right. Well, I'm gonna give this a little sniffy poo right now. I would actually add a little bit of water. Uh, that's how I I did. I, I added a little a little drop of water just to open up. I'll go. I'm gonna go neat first, and then I'll put yeah, in a perfect. little a little drop. It's your bottle. Do whatever you want. I'm very so I don't know if my palate's just going to shit today or what, but both the bourbon and this one have like earthy notes to them. To me at least, they do. Um I might I, I'm gonna use some water in this in a minute. But I think that's like weird and I'm wondering if it's like the type of water from where they are compared to like where we are. And that's what um, where I'm getting a little bit of a different note like that. We use 100% uh, Virginia limestone water. We are, we are on an 80 feet of Kosovar belt, which is 100%, you know, like as close as you can get to a limestone. And we have three wells on our property. So if you go on our website, we do explain what is it. We even take out to the well as well if somebody comes in and tour ourselves. So we show the, our, our well source uh, and everything on that. I'm getting three things on this. I'm getting... Chocolate, I'm getting ca- uh, caramel, and I'm getting mint. Those are the three things I'm getting on the on the nose here. I'm definitely getting mint on the nose. Definitely mint. I think that so. we all have a different... Um, I am getting more banana um, and a walnut. Um, if I get banana, I, I'm in oh trouble my. because I hate bananas, and I haven't eaten a banana in like 20 years. So if I ever get banana on the nose, I'm going to be like, what I like the banana flavors. On? But I can't chew, like I can't eat a banana because of the texture. It makes me it makes feel sick. Cool. It also I also could just be you know just having a little heartburn in the fact that I'm watching Kentucky get spanked by you know South Carolina right now, which oh, is shit. terrible. So yeah, Paul's palate sucks because Kentucky basketball is doo doo. Yeah, um, but I I do I definitely get a lot of walnut as well. I, I don't know that's a very unusual in our yeah. bourbon. We get walnut, 
because of our, our limestone and our grain properties and where we get it. Uh, so I, I pretty much quite a bit on quite a few barrels. I have got this, that walnut character uh, from there. You know, I mean, I always, sometimes I, 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 I get a lot of tobacco <coughs> as well, um, uh, from this, but depending on which barrel it is and what rec house and which style is it, um, the one I have it is, is from a row four. So that doesn't mm -hmm. get matured very quick. Whereas our barrel three always gets matured really quick. And the color is deep umber as well. So like, you know, like you can see the color over here. Um, I don't know how, how's your color. So anything which is a little lighter, um, we know that it's probably from row four, which is something deep amber color. Uh, we know it's from second and third row. Um, I'm getting, I'm not getting a walnut. I always want to say it's like, not walnut, but like nutmeg. Maybe I, 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 I'm trying to, I'm trying my hardest to like get that walnut that you're saying, because that is an unusual note. I'm getting something along those lines. I don't know. I, maybe I'm mistaken. I'm definitely walnut, getting, I'm getting tobacco. Like a dark chocolate caramel. I don't get any tobacco on this. I'm the on the nose. I haven't taken a sippy poo yet, but I'm going to take one right now. Go, well, take one right now. Mm, yeah. Oh. Oh, I like that. Um, I get more tobacco. That see, that's where it's a deeper. It's a deep sweetness. So yeah, I can see tobacco on the palate for sure. For I'm sure. definitely getting tobacco. Like to me, that's the number one thing I'm getting. On a nose, I'm definitely getting that. I'm getting. See, I'm getting more minty on the nose, which I also think that's why where I'm getting thrown off a little bit because the palate and the nose don't necessarily sync up, at least for me. And I think that's where I'm like sitting here, like, like hoo hawing a little bit. I'm like, what am I actually getting? And that's not a bad thing. Yeah. Um, now I'm also getting uh, from a walnut family, like more like a pecan, like a pecan spice. Pecan. That's exactly what I was looking for, Sid. When I couldn't, like pecan pie almost. That's exactly what I was looking for. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I, it's, I, started off, I started off with a little of that. And now as it opens up, uh, I am getting that walnut and pecan, the, you know, like a very similar family. They're all part of the nut family. Yeah, I think so. You I know? don't know. I'm, I'm, not ex I'm not a nut expert, so I, I have no clue. <laughs> I don't know. I would say uh, I'm part of the nut family, too. All right. I'm Ooh. writing all my notes down. I'm trying to have, like, a bourbon journal this year, right, of, like, nice. all the things that, like, I try and and stuff, so... So, so I had to, I have two. I have one. I actually have three. I have one for whiskey. I have one for bourbon, and then I have another one for scotch. So that nice. way, with the you know eighty different shows we do during the year and drinking all the different whiskey, I can actually go back and remember. Hey, there's uh, there's something about that. That's very smart, actually. You know, that's that's a good way of uh, getting the entire thing as well. Like like they're, the slurry, we they're five bucks on Amazon. <laughs> yeah. So and so that's why in our distillery we pretty much note 
everything, every every grain would be put in case if if there is an accident. By accident, we put, uh, you know, like we we dropped something. I said, just record it. Maybe that that's that that's what we are looking for. You know, there, there has been a time that we we dropped a wooden stick in it one day, and we said, just just record it. Maybe that wooden stick had a great flavor. So just just a wooden everything. stick. <laughs> yeah, because while we were a branch. We yeah, it was like when we do our, we add our malted barley at at almost at the finishing stage. So at that time, an agitator needs to work hard to do it. So we use a stick as well to oh, just yeah. to, to, to so that it yeah, mixes it. up well because mm-hmm. it's just at that time it's only like thirty minutes left when we're adding our barley. So we said we use a wooden stick, and one day somebody dropped it, and I said, just put it on the Excel sheet, on our sheet, on a on our reporting sheet that a wooden stick was dropped in this one. Um, That's a special release. That's like a E.H. Taylor, like a tornado surviving or something like that. That's like you like can that. bottle that and it goes on the secondary for four grand. Kentucky is on a 10-0 run in the last minute 30, and there's 30 seconds Dude, left. They're down nobody one. watches college basketball, man. Uh, yeah, everybody here watches college basketball, just so you know. Like, yes, everybody here does. So on, I added a little bit of water to um, – Sid disappeared again. I added a little bit of water to um, the uh, single barrel here. And uh, this is now what was chocolate and caramel. And then now it's maple syrup, heavy maple syrup. And I like it more. Can you not hear us, Sid? I think it's something on your end, because I can hear Paul and Paul can hear me. Yeah. Let's just have him jump back on. That's fine. We got this, Paul. You and I. Yeah, it's fine. Like, let's just keep going. So the the, <clears throat> what's your favorite so far? Well, hold on. I gotta sip this after I put the water in it because, like I said, I put a little bit of water in the single barrel, and it's. It's now very maple syrupy, um, along with a hint of kind of like a, a little bit of like like oak spice, minty spiceness type of thing. Give me one sec. Gonna mm. give it a little uh, a little sniffy, a little uh, tasty poo. Yeah, it tastes it tastes pretty much the same on the palate with a little bit of water. I think <clears throat> um, my voice is starting to to go. Um, You're hitting puberty again. I mean, no, I'm not sick, but my voice. I mean, you heard my voice last night. It sounded terrible. Um, it did. <clears throat> Sid's back. Yeah, did. There I'm he sorry. is. I don't know what happened. I, I couldn't. I couldn't hear you. Anything. You're fine. I couldn't hear anything, so I just had to. But now I can. Uh, oh, it's so, all good, man. It's so, all Sid, good. Get, what are what do these bottles go for? Like, uh, if someone was to find them on the uh, on the shelves. Um, so our bourbon uh, and rye is line price between forty and forty five. And our single estate is line price, oh, not line price. Single estate is roughly about uh, between anywhere between fifty and fifty-five dollars. Okay. Fifty and fifty-five yeah. for the, yes. the weeded. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a great price. Yep. Yeah, uh, our idea is not, uh, you know, so we, we the whole distillery set it up such a, in a, such a way as I showed you earlier as well. So we have a column distillation and a doubler. The way it has been set up is that it's a business with a passion. So, you know, we wanted to make sure that we don't want to charge $100 for a bottle to a customer. You know, I mean, why? Uh, 
when you can get a good bottle at a decent price. And so that's what our whole idea is, to make a good bourbon at a great price so that we become a staple rather than not a novelty. Mm-hmm. Right, right, makes sense. And I, what I was telling Paul uh, while you were away was that uh, I added a little bit of water per your request. And what what went from chocolate and uh, caramel at the beginning is now very... It's it's a lot of maple syrup on both the nose and the palate, so it's really opened up in that respect. But um, I don't get too much of a difference in the, in the palate as so much as I did the nose. Um, but I think if I were to pick a favorite, Paul, like you had asked, I think this um, single barrel. I mean, the, actually, the rye is really good as well. I love the rye but for what I like. What I like, you know, especially with this being a really nice proof at one hundred seventeen. I really do like this. Like I could imagine, I could see myself reaching for this single Thank barrel, you. Um, you know, f- like weekly, if not nightly. You know, this is this is a really good, really good pour at a really good, you know, at a really good proof. And for what do you say, forty, forty five bucks, fifty bucks? That's that's a yeah, great between price. Fifty and fifty five, yeah. um, uh, we do it, and uh, you know, it's 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 a whole lot of a passion and. Uh, Gone, gone into it to make this bourbon. You know, and, and it, we we want to make everything which is enjoyable, um, and done right. You know, like that's why you see it at about eight thirty in the night. We are, no, it's already nine. At nine o'clock, we're still distilling here. So you know, we we yeah. are we are still still working hard. Sid, how many states are you guys uh, in right we're now? We're in about nineteen states, twenty states now. Okay. <laughs> What's how many states do you hope to be in? Obviously, where you you're getting this question, like all all the brands that get this question in like the first quarter of the year probably hate me. But like, what's what's your goal to be in by the end of 2023? How many states are you guys hoping to be in? I think for us, it's not about states. It's about how many cases and how much how much what's the new thing we can we can come up with. You know, we want to be in our own limitations. <laughs> What is something better we can come up with? How we can do uh, better? You know, like we, we do not want to experiment with the smaller barrels. We do not exp- want to experiment with staves. We do not want to experiment with. So keeping the tradition of bourbon, what and how we can improve ourselves. That's our, our biggest goal. Um, opening up a states is easy, you know, uh, because we, we, I, because we know that we make good product and, uh, we come from a retail background, so we understand the marketing aspect of it. But for us, doing things right is most important. Because, so what's go ahead? What's on the what's on the docket for filibuster moving forward? Um, where, where do you guys, you know, let's say like for you know 2023, what what are your goals? Maybe moving forward with a like a you know like a five year plan. Our image, Do you have any specific goals yeah, you want to hit? Our, our immediate goal is now to build up our warehouse, which we want to, uh, which we are working towards because uh, our storage and our tasting room. Uh, that's that's the one thing we want to build because you you see where we are sitting is is our tasting room and we can only host about fourteen people. We get uh, pretty busy here uh, and sometimes it just hurt uh, to tell somebody that we just too busy at the moment. We can't help you. So that, that is something which really hurts 
you know, and somebody, especially somebody who has, who has heard about us and wants to come and try something which they can get at the regular uh, retail store. So that is definitely our biggest and priority at the moment is to accommodate uh, a lot of people in here. Because if, if we turn out one right. people out, we don't want to, and we don't, you know, like do, in summers, we can, we have an outdoor, we can put it out in winters. It's just brutal out there. Um, so we try to pack as much, as many people as out here. So that's the immediate goal. And, I, and obviously then it just is that we, we need to scale up our production. Uh, we do about three barrels a day. Sometimes we do six barrels. Like today is a day where we're doing six barrels. Uh, so we hover between three and six barrels a day. So definitely we have a capacity to go up to 10 barrels a day. There you go. It's great goals to have. Um, what um, what has been the most rewarding thing that's happened since, at your time in filibuster so far? Um, from an empty warehouse to a full warehouse, and we have no room now because we, when we first bought this warehouse, it was 12,000 square feet. Oh, wow, this is such a big warehouse. This is perfect. We'll never run out of room. And now... After seven years, we are completely out of it. Don't have, you know, like we need a, a professional forklift driver to drive here. <laughs> Otherwise, we mm, bump into each other uh, with the, you know, so. so. Yeah, there you go, man. Well, Sid, <clears throat> thank you so much for coming on the show, man. It was great to talk filibuster, talk your brands, and to taste, I mean, both three. And, and Paul and I always say, like, we're we're very honest when we can have whoever on the show, if it's their brand, we'll be honest. If it's something that, you know, isn't totally up our alley, we'll we'll say it. But I think, um, I know, at least speaking for myself, you have three quality whiskeys here. I know you have, you know, others in your portfolio as well. But um, I was impressed with all three of the offer, uh, offerings that you sent us. Um, obviously, I'd never had them before. And... Um, you know, with both the dual cask bourbon and rye, and then especially the single barrel weeded, um, I, I think you got some, something good going, Sid. I really do. And, you know, I think that you're close enough to me where I can take a quick flight down to D.C., drive an hour out to you where guys. Where are you and, exactly? You're Shenandoah, correct? Where, where, where are you? I'm in Rhode Island, southeastern Rhode okay. Island, so I'm, I'm close got to it. you guys. Yeah, we distribute in Rhode Island as well. I feel like I've I've seen you on a shelf or two. I'm not I'm not entirely sure, but uh, now I'll be looking for you. And um, you know, if um, uh, yeah, we have to go visit the tasting room, Paul. Let's make that a uh, a goal in the yeah. next we'll year or so. We'd love to have so. you here. Love to sh- show you what we have here. You know, I, I try you more than more than anything. Make you try and make take your feedbacks. You know, we love to hear from experts what they think about it. Um, yeah, um, and so we want to show the baby when it's in the barrel, once it comes out. Maybe, uh, maybe this year, Connor, we can plan something where we take like a mini trip before we take a big trip. You know, maybe we like meet up on a Friday before we head overseas for our, our main tour. We could do something like that. That'd be kind of excellent. Fun. We would, we'd love to, we would love to host you guys and uh, look forward to doing that. Awesome. Sid, right, thank Sid, you well, so much. Tell- you, your story is definitely the American dream. Um, so thank you for sharing that with us. Uh, we really appreciate it. It's been, it's been a really fun, uh, fun time for us. 
and and tell people where they can buy your stuff, Sid, as well. Yeah. Where can people find you on on social medias? Where you know, give yourself a little bit of pub pub here, and um, where can people right. buy your product? Um, so we are definitely available in 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 uh, in nine, twenty states. So you can go on our website to look at all all our states where we are. Uh, if you are still looking to get some online presence, we have a couple of our online partners. If you go on our website, there are uh, three partners listed on there. So you can go in there and uh, buy from there. And if you are in Virginia, you definitely know that you can buy online from a distillery as well. But, uh, you know, that's what it is. Just keep drinking and spreading the love and keep doing it. And uh, if there is, if you ever and- get a bad bottle, please let us know, send us email, text us, because it, our intention is not to make a bad whiskey, but if there is a one bad batch, uh, uh, we are here to improve ourselves. You know, it could be just not your palate. So give give us a shout back if there is any feedback or complaint. If, if whiskey is good, keep it to yourself. Uh, don't, don't even tell us, but if it's bad, please let us know. If the whiskey is good, tell everyone. Yeah, but if it's bad, please come and tell us. Uh, before you tell the world. And that website, by the way, for everyone listening, is uh, com. So that's www.filibusterbourbon.com. And you you can't forget filibuster. Thank you so much, Sid, uh, for joining us. This has been great. Love love to have it here. And please let us know if I can come back again. Would love to meet your... um, Yeah, absolutely. Anytime. And remember, everyone, a bourbon with friends could change the world. Absolutely.